Welcome to another episode of the I Should Have Captain podcast. Game week two in the books, and at least I captained Haaland. Another one, I hope you're all doing very, very well. Game week two in the books, and uh, obviously should have captain Jesus. Uh, I think that was pretty obvious now. And also should have brought him in, in ahead of game week two. Um, as many of you know, I was looking and I was hoping that he wouldn't score against Leicester. Um, and uh, I was always going to bring him in for game week three. I was always going to do that. And I think we talked about that last episode. And so I was looking forward to bringing him in game week three. But Leicester just disappointed me. Like literally the one person they allowed run riot was Gabriel Jesus. Could easily have scored a hat-trick on top of everything. So, um, I mean, my two-week punt going against, obviously worked one week, didn't work the second week. So it is what it is. So I'm going to bring him in this game week, obviously. But quickly, let's just run through this week. So only had two players who gave me points this week. Um, and I think this is like a historic low. I've never had a scenario where only two players give me points, I think. I think it's always been at least three or four. So only Walker with the clean sheets and Haaland with an assist. Foden should have passed. I think we all know that as well. I think that's pretty clear. That stone is pretty much, you know, you know, the horse is dead. Let's not beat it again. And we're not going to talk about that any situation anymore. Um, I took out Kane uh, for Mitrovic. Obviously didn't work out. So that's like a nine point swing. Lost four points to take out Zaha, who also scored to bring in Saka because I, I wanted to have one Arsenal player and I went with Saka. I literally went with the worst one, worst option. Could have gone Martinelli, could have gone um, Jesus as well. And for whatever reason, ended up picking the one person who did not do anything at all in Saka. Liverpool defenders, something is wrong with Liverpool. I don't know if it's in the midfield or it's the Matip slash Konate role that is so bad because there's something off there. And then now Nunez has now gotten a rent card. So something is off with Liverpool. I know obviously over the, over the long haul, they will figure it out. But um, without money as well, again, Luis Diaz got a fantastic goal, by the way, if you've not seen that goal, go check it out. But there's so much that's happening in general that like, I, I feel like there's, there's a lot wrong with my team that I'm going to fix, of course. Like that's part of the game, right? We have 36 more game weeks to go to finish high. Um, it feels the same as last season where I started off really, really poor. And then from midpoint in the season, I started to pick up. So I'm not too worried. I'm not panicking. Um, obviously, I'm going to wild card because we have three this year. So I'm going to wild card and fix some things quickly. But at the same time, too, um, it's it's a little shocking, the Liverpool defence. Then United, on the other hand, too, I talked about the last game week as well. Rashford and Dalo have been abysmal for me as well. They look good in, in preseason. Dalo actually isn't that bad. He had like multiple crosses to Ronaldo and both times he skied them. So Dalo isn't that bad, but I'm still going to take him out just because they're playing Liverpool and I cannot trust United's defence as long as Lisandro Martinez is in the centre-back position. If he was a left-back, then maybe I'd even be more okay with it. Um, and as long as Maguire is his partner as well, I think Varane is a much better... Again, you can argue that Varane hasn't turned out to be as good as he should be over for United, but he, like Maguire is in my own opinion. I, I can't understand why Maguire is still there. So for that reason, my United boys are gone. Um, Bailey also a disaster. I think 
obviously first game he started looked really sharp and I think he's still probably one of the better players at Aston Villa but then he's just been benched so now it's Watkins and again I have Watkins over my draft so <laughs> it's interesting how I'm like my my draft team is going quite well um but my regular FPL team is you know it is what it is so we'll, we'll just fix it and we'll just move on so as many of you know, like I've already talked about at the beginning, I'm going to walk out, but right before we move on, let's go through the games. I talked about a few of them. So Villa, Everton, that one, I think Ings looks good. Watkins was the better one in my opinion, and I, and I quite like him. Dinia, I've avoided him since, I can't remember when it was. He's, he's a troll. He's just an FBL troll, so I don't touch him anymore. Just ignore him and move on. Awesome. Talk about Jesus. But somebody I do want to quickly mention, Xhaka. There is a weird role he's playing now where he's box to box. Even the earlier game, game week one against Crystal Palace, you could see he was moving. He was a little more advanced. He's also rotating alongside Zinchenko. So there's something going on with Zinchenko and Xhaka where Xhaka enters the box when Zinchenko isn't. Zinchenko enters the box when Xhaka isn't. So again, I'm watching out for that because Xhaka could provide excellent value at 5.0. As much as I don't want to have Martinelli, I think I have no choice. I think he's forcing everyone's hand. Um, So he's already priced at 6.3. Martinelli also isn't taking that many shots. So he's scored two goals, you know, in back-to-back games. But the problem now is, based on, if you're looking at stats and stuff, like he's not shooting that much, but he's scoring. And so there's a scenario where a player is that good that regardless of the underlying numbers, you just want to have them because that one shot will end up going in. It's the same thing, for example, with players like Luis Diaz. In the game where he scored, and we'll get to it somewhat shortly, his goal was clearly not like, it was out of nothing. So those kinds of players you want to, be careful of because you want to have them. So Martinelli is one I want to have, but at the same time I don't want to have him because he's not doing that much. He's just he just scores still though. Um, on the lesser side, Madison eight point zero. He has now provided points in back to back games as well. So I'm watching him and I'm thinking I'm I'm really man. He plays Southampton and we know Southampton is pretty bad defensively now as well. So man, Madison and again he scored from an improbable angle, so he shouldn't have scored, but still, Madison, bruh. Anyways, let's move on. Brighton. Brighton looked pretty good. Newcastle looks pretty good defensively as well. Pascal Gross should have scored. Should definitely have scored. But Pope is also a really good goalkeeper as well. So 5.0 if you're looking for a goalkeeper, I think Pope is the one. Newcastle were just hanging on. Um, and Shaw obviously, he's also looking good. And I'm surprised that he's also still playing. I thought Botman would have replaced him. But it seems it's Botman, Shaw, and Dan Byrne. So we'll see how they set up against Manchester City. Again, we're looking for more data and stuff and players. These are some of the people I'm looking at. Trippier as well. Quite like him, but I'm not going to get him because of Man City. Like maybe in the future when, you know, their fixtures look okay around game week six, but they have City and Liverpool to come. So I'm going to avoid for now. Brighton, I quite like, and I think I'm going to test their goalkeeper. I think Sanchez is the one to go get. Manchester City is Manchester City. Again, Foden should have passed. That would have been a goal and assist for Haaland. And maybe it would have softened the blow of how bad my game week was. But really, it is what it is. I'm going to move on. Just call it a wash. Essentially, imagine I started in game week two. Okay, let's just pretend, you know, because literally I have enough points for some people that some people got in one game week. That's my total for two game weeks. So it is what it is. We move on. Um, over um, in Manchester City as well, other people I was looking at. So I quite like Cancelo, but I really think KDB is dangerous. Like he is frightening. I looked at some of his underlying numbers, the shots he's taking, the positions he's taking up, the assist potential. And now he has Haaland to take away some of that attention. I, boy, I, I don't know if I can go without, Haaland, without um, KDB quite right now because... Again, don't get me wrong, Haaland didn't do much, as we all know, and I agree. But he could have still got a goal and assist. That's literally the kind of player Haaland is. I also don't like that he comes off early. 
but KDB is the one that is currently scary. Like, oh, KDB. I don't know how to test it. Uh, Bournemouth obviously didn't do much. It, it just is, it's okay. Like, I, I don't blame them. It's my city. Like, you don't expect much from them. Um, Southampton 2 leads to, again, not really going to look at much here, but Rodrigo. I talked about him last last game week as well. Leeds, especially Aronson and Harrison. Harrison ended up getting an assist. He was the one most likely to get an assist in that team, and he has got an assist again. So Harrison or Rodrigo, any of those two. And now Bamford is injured. Rodrigo is now on penalties. Talked about Leeds again. I know they play Chelsea next, but if there's a penalty in the game, Rodrigo is going to take it. Rodrigo is taking the advanced positions. He's scored in two game weeks back to back. Again, I still think there's an opportunity between Aronson, Harrison, and Rodrigo, but we'll see which one is emerging. But for now, I think I'll just take Rodrigo six point. This thing is up to six point one now. It's up to six point one. So if you could get him at six point zero, great. But obviously, it's now six point one. So, um, but I still think Harrison is the one. Um, Southampton is going to avoid them because I. Defensively, I don't know what they're doing. Like, they just look all, all over the place. Uh, Wolves, full, I'm nothing to say. Then Mitrovic missed the penalty. That was just frustrating. Could have, like, literally got a penalty. But also, without penalties, Mitrovic does not look that good unless they're providing him service. So, so far, Fulham have done well against Liverpool, but somehow struggled against Wolves. Who would have thought? Uh, Brentford demolished United. Already talked about United being so bad. But Tony, um, I don't know if it's the fact that United gave him free reign where he just went crazy. Or is he actually good? Now, again, I know he did score in the previous game. But is is Tony that good, though? Again, I look at their fixtures, and it's like, it's just a sea of green. Let me just pick any player from here. I'm actually going to choose Tony. So if you look at their fixtures, it's a sea of green. There's a lot of green all the way to game week 15. The only tough team they play in that span, oh, well, there's two, Arsenal and Chelsea. It's a sea of green to game week 16 when the World Cup starts. I think I want to test it. I think I, Tony, Tony's probably the place I'm going to go. Um, Boemo, of course, is another one. But if you're looking for cheap, obviously, the, the Silva, who scored a game. And there's also Jensen at 5.0. But I think the Silva is the one if you're going to put someone as bench fodder. United, again, just... <sighs> Nottingham Forest and West Ham. This one, I've not seen a team have so much luck ever. Um, Nico Williams, by the way, looks phenomenal. Like, he's just like a, you know, wish... <laughs> Trent um, and of course he's on loan from Liverpool so Nico Williams 4.0 buy him leave him on your bench you can probably start him they play Everton next so why not if not and on the West Ham side they, they, again just unlucky completely unlucky Declan Rice missed a penalty um, so many chances went begging like obviously eventually they have to score eventually they have to score Right, and they've added more players. Skamaka is starting to look fresh a little bit. So he's getting adjusted to the league obviously I'd, maybe it's possible they play Antonio and Skamaka at some point we don't know, but we'll see. But for whatever reason, the luck of Nottingham Forest, I pray I pray that on my game week in game week three. <laughs> All right, um, last two games of the game week. So Chelsea to Spurs. This was a very, very fun game to watch. Um, back and forth, of course, with all the excitement with uh, Tuchel and uh, Conte. But still, um, when you look at the games themselves, Reese James, frightening. I got to get him. I have to get him. Like I, I wanted to see what was going on at Chelsea. And again, if, again if, you know, in a different context, a different referee, maybe things will have been um, significantly different. But really, you know, could easily have been a very different game if the referee was different. So James scoring, oof, I was like, bruh. Again, he was playing right center back, I think in part because of the speed of Son. So they wanted to compensate for that, put Loftus Cheek as right wing back. But the moment, you know, Rich James went forward, he scored. And he just, so Rich James 6.0 is the one. Cucurella on the other side, I quite liked as well, was on um, corner kicks. I uh, was taking a lot of crosses, 
5.0 might test it. Again, but again, where's all this money, right? So how many of you are going to test? So it's just something I'm looking at. Now, the final one of the game week. Uh, actually, let me quickly talk about Spurs on, before I move on. So um, Perisic, on his side, changed the game completely when he came on. Um, quality on the ball, man. And now he's priced at 5.4. Kane is priced at 11.4. Again, these are the only places that I'm like, maybe I might test the arbitrage on either their ownership, the pricing, and even just looking at things like, you know, how do I balance players now that there's 0.1s involved and things like that? And if I'm on a wild card, then obviously I have to think about different things. So Son was ineffective, Kulisevsky ineffective, but Kane showed up. So, uh, and Perisic too was really, really good. Final game of the game week, Liverpool, man. Um, Diaz already said, scored an amazing goal out of nothing. Salah has continued his thing of not scoring in game week two once again. So it is what it is. And now Zaha has scored the one time I take him out. Like, you, you can't make this up. Like, this is FPL. This is classic FPL. And do I go back and get Zaha now? Like, they play Aston Villa next. I think they're going to beat them. But it's Manchester City after that. And then Brentford, um, Brentford and then Newcastle, you know, United. United is a winnable game. Brighton, winnable game. Like, Palace is a very, very well-organized team. Like, Arsenal beat them 2-0, yes. But they gave Arsenal a good game. So, you know, they're well-organized. They're well-structured. Zaha, and they can targets you know weaknesses in teams quite well they did that against Liverpool so you know against Aston Villa now that you know Diego Carlos is injured could easily go at Tyrone Mings who is certainly out of favor with Gerard, and now they have to make nice because you know no choice and obviously Dean is an FPL trophy so might score another you know on goal again it is what it is so now when we move on to the new game week um for me <laughs> I, I certainly work at it right like I, I had to I had to so right now, the way my team looks, you know, I'm, I'm still figuring out who goes where and I'm still trying to do some things in terms of like figuring out where I can pick up value and what have you. And obviously this is still like, you know, what we're fixing. But in goal, I'm going Sanchez, but I, I really want Raya as well. So I was hoping that Leicester would have made a purchase for the goalkeeper in time, but it's not looking likely before the game, my game week is ready to go into the double, into the game week and transfers are over. So I'm going to end up not having to keep Ward because I think it's cheap at 4.0. So it's Sanchez for now. And if I want to change to Raya later, I might, but I think Sanchez is just a better goalkeeper. So Sanchez for now. In defense, I'm going James. I think James, James, I've talked about already. I've removed all my Liverpool defenders. Trent is the only one I want. Is the only one I want. But for whatever reason, they can't seem to keep clean sheets. And I'm not convinced they're going to score a lot of goals. Like the XG is there where they should score more, but they are not scoring a lot. And now that Nunez is gone, by the way, Nunez too, even regardless of the red card, let's, let's ignore the red card situation. He doesn't seem to finish his chances. He gets a lot of chances, a lot of shots, but doesn't finish them. And that is frustrating. I think he had even, even before he left the game, he had five shots already. So... That tells you that something that's like he's not very clinical and he needs a bunch of chances, way too many chances to score. So now that Salah is going to play there without Nunes, without Jota, and potentially Firmino is also injured. So what are we going to do? Um, now, again, understandably, it is United. It is United. And I believe they scored like 11 goals in the last three games. So Liverpool is definitely historically better than United. And I mean, it is obvious on paper even. So they should slap up United, but United is at home and Liverpool are not the same. Like it's not Mane, it's not Firmino, it's not Salah. It's now Salah, Diaz, and I don't know who the last is going to be, maybe Javier Elias. 
who's he going to be? I, you know, so obviously I'm going to find a way to get Salah back. So we'll bring Salah back in in a second. But in defense, that's why I'm like ignoring trends for now. Robertson hasn't looked like it's TBH, so I'm going to ignore. Midfield too, like, again, Thiago is injured. Henderson doesn't look like it that much. Like, he's, he's again, Henderson is a good player, but that's why I'm ignoring Liverpool for now, but at least in the draft. I've gone with the Man City spine, also introducing him an Arsenal kind of spine. Because I think Martinelli is pretty good. Jesus is good. Haaland is good. De Bruyne is frightening, like I talked about already. Now, I don't want to swing all the way from players I trust to players I don't particularly trust. So I've like gone the entire swing. So I'm having to figure out what I'm going to do. Patterson is okay. I thought about Nico Williams. I was always going to keep him anyways. Patterson at 4.0 enables me to buy lots of players. So I want some kind of Spurs um, you know, exposure. And Kulisevsky looks like one at 8.1. But they play Wolves and... Nottingham Forest next. And I think they have that, that pedigree where they, they find a way to get results. Because I, I, when it was 2-1, I thought they were done. I think that was it. And they found a way to score. So I think that's going to be Spurs season or yeah, where they find a way to score. So I want something there. Um, it may not be a lot because they, they have so many different ways now. You know, Kulisevsky can show up today. Son can show up another day. Perisic can show up. Kane can show up. Kane drops too deep. So Kane is actually annoying me. Like, Kane is low-key a frustrating player to own. So as much as I want to have him, and I know he's capable of scoring a hat-trick at any random moment, he could easily even score a hat-trick this Wolves game. And I feel like this is one of those moments that someone's going to clip and be like, you said it, and this guy scored a hat-trick. But like, if he's playing midfield, I won't be annoyed. Like, I won't be shocked because that's what he does. So, maybe Kulusevski and Perisic. If Perisic were starting, it would be a no-brainer. I'm just putting Perisic and move on. I'm done. I don't care about Son. I don't care about Kane. Let Perisic just be a starter and we move on. But he is not. So we cannot move on. Anyways, I'll leave Perisic for now. But ultimately, I want to take him out for Salah. So the way I'm thinking about it right now is, and again, it's just some tinkering so you understand how I'm thinking. How about I pick my city? Uh, Liverpool here. So if we go with Salah in midfield, so it would be, you know, Salah, Haaland, Tony, Jesus, um, KDB, Rodrigo, Martinelli, James, Walker, Zinchenko. And then, in defense, I'm going to take out Zinchenko just so I can make up that money. And we'd bring in Saliba, something like that. Uh, I got to find a point one somewhere. See, this is the frustrating thing about point ones. So I talked about getting some exposure to the Spurs. One way to go about it would be to go and get Kane. The very Kane that I don't like. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, so I could do this and this would be my team. It'd be really solid. It'd still be fine. I would still captain Salah. But it's just frustrating that I get to have Kane instead of Haaland. Because the problem with Haaland is he doesn't stay till the end of the game. The problem with Kane is he stays till the end of the game, but he's playing so many different stupid positions. Like, just go and be a striker, bro. So this is, in an ideal world, this would be my team in an ideal world. Where I just have Kane, I don't have to worry about, you know, baby goat in Haaland. And I go with this. So that's kind of how I'm thinking. So going to do some more tinkering. But this, this is generally where I want to be. I get Chelsea um, coverage a little bit. I get Liverpool. But if I do not go this route and I keep Haaland, I would take out, you know, Kulusevsky. And I'll take out Salah. Sorry, bring back Kulusevsky. I could, since I already have Arsenal coverage, I could bring in, you know, like uh, Madison, just because their fixture is pretty good now. Um, I could then also, you know, figure out a way to, 
you know, gets another, you know, in um, Liverpool coverage in Luis Diaz. Let's go get him. So you do that and we're still gravy once again. So this could be another way I go about it. Or, you know, if I still want my Martinelli, I could keep him. Take this guy out and, you know, take out uh, Saliba, bring in Spurs in Paris if I knew he was a starter. Now, unfortunately, I've, I've put myself in a corner where, you know, my game has gone so bad and my players are so bad that I can't wait for more information. But if I had more information about Perisic starting, I could do something like this. I get my Spurs exposure that I want. I get, you know, Diaz. I could get any of, you know, even Sterling. I could go all the way up to Sterling because I think Sterling is one of the players to get over at Chelsea. And then now that they're trying to get um, Aubameyang to finish off chances, that could be another place to go. So it'd be me Sterling here. So that could be another way I go in my team. And then I get the Spurs exposure I want. Um, I get some Liverpool, you know, and if I don't quite like Sterling, I could, you know, chain this guy to uh, Kulisewski again and make this be Trent or Robertson. You know, I'll find the point two elsewhere. So that's kind of how I'm thinking about my wild card. I'm still waiting for a few price rises to determine what I do. But, um, you know, last game week, I, it was my birthday. So that's what a while, you know, I, I just didn't pay attention too, too much to it. So I just, I just got a couple of players, picked what I wanted, moved on, you know, went for value because I didn't know what I wanted to do anyways, moved on. But now I'm back from that enjoyment and now I'm looking for points. So I've gotten some of the value I wanted. I've protected, you know, some of the drops. And now I've gotten some point ones here and there. And uh, we'll see. I, I still don't want to get Cancelo because as much as he's attacking and since they're keeping clean sheets, I think it's KDB, Foden, and Haaland are the more dangerous ones. I'd rather just take the clean sheets and walk and move on and get the points elsewhere. That's my opinion anyways. But I think KDB is frightening. I think he's even more essential in my opinion than Salah right now. I think City is... I was wrong that City was going to start slow. I was wrong. Even without Haaland being up to speed... They are frightening, frightening. So KDB and Haaland right now is in my mind, just even based on the two game weeks we've seen, KDB looks like a different animal. Haaland is not yet up to speed. Imagine what he's like when he's fully men. And oh yeah, by the way, even Gondowan. Gondowan is another one that's 7.5. If you do not want to spend the money on KB, KDB like I think, I think he's getting in very interesting positions. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen with Bernardo Silva, who will then end up taking some time off him. Um, but that's another place you could go. And obviously we now have to worry about from game week five, when European games come into play, what happens when they start resting Haaland? If they start resting Haaland, I don't think Kane is going to get a rest as much. So maybe Kane is, is the way to go there. Maybe I ignore that all and drop all the way down to another eight, you know, forward instead and spread all the money at the back. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, in terms of captaincy, I think, again, the other op options. Uh, you know, right now in this draft, there's no Salah, but the other option is Salah, of course. Um, if you're not going to captain Salah, of course, you could captain Jesus. I think he looks brilliant. He's electric. He had seven shots in the Arsenal game. Could easily have had a hat-trick of goals and a hat-trick of assists if other people were serious. So I think Jesus is a viable captain this game week. Um, the other thing we don't talk about enough, Trent should really be a captaincy option. The only problem is, when Trent has good games, Salah has good games. So if Salah played for a different team, we would be thinking about captaining Trent. Because if you saw Trent, even when they went down to, the, to 10 men, he was playing like a midfielder, should have scored. Like his XG was through the roof for a defender. It's like, wow. So anyways, I'll catch you guys in the next one. 
Um, good luck with your captaincy decisions. Wish me some luck because I'm going to need it. The catch up is on. And uh, I'll see you game week three. Peace.